This is Chase Garbarino, co-founder and CEO of HQO, and this is the Let's Go Show. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the show, the Let's Go Show. We're remote today. Uh, well, I'm in the office. Kevin's in the office. It's just you, Chase, that's remote, and the pod guy's remote. Um, <laughs> so this is the first time we're doing it on Zoom, I think, or at least I am. Chase is good at it. Um, but I want to kick things off. Where are you, Chase? I am uh, in Florida. One of the big hotspots right now in commercial real estate. That word hot, yeah. Well, I was going to say hot spot means different things to different people, but it it, it is a commercial real estate hotspot, that's for sure. But so the whole of Silicon, if you believe Twitter, which you shouldn't, the whole of Silicon Valley and New York has moved to Miami Beach and Palm Beach and Fort Lauderdale and all that. So I haven't totally seen it myself, but I know I know you're not in. Yeah, I know you're not in Miami, but I know you've been talking with a handful of folks about the Florida sort of space and opportunity. You know, up here in Boston, still, still relatively quiet. I mean, things are starting to open up a little bit more. Governor Baker, you know, just uh, relaxed some of the office rules. I think we're up to 50% capacity starting to open restaurants. What's Florida like right now? I mean, is it a t- really a tale of two cities? Um, it is definitely different than uh, the Northeast, that's for sure. They have, I mean, look, they've taken the um, very different strategy in terms of know early on in the pandemic like i think the comparison florida new york they sent all their ppe to the nursing homes instead of um you know new york had a little bit of a different strategy that didn't work out um quite as well but they sent their ppe to the nursing homes they've been uh they've tried to be very targeted now a lot of people think they've been too open and that it's uh, not the right strategy. I'm not here to comment on COVID strategy, but uh, from a business perspective, they have they seemingly have done a good job of balancing um, public health measures with you know policy from an economic standpoint to keep things open. And as we've seen, you know, Blackstone, uh, Goldman Sachs, uh, a number of venture capital firms out in Silicon Valley have moved uh or at least are opening up locations i should say um in florida i think starwood has a new new spot down in florida as well so i don't think it's purely just because of covid i think you know to steal uh steal a quote from uh walter riston's ceo citibank capital goes where it is welcome and stays where it is treated well um obviously florida in terms of the the tax treatment and uh, that Miami mayor seems to be incredibly business friendly. He's like personally doing customer service on Twitter with uh, startups. You know, I think they've got a compelling narrative to to attract a lot of businesses down south. He is a big Twitter guy. Um, <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> like Kevin. Kevin's also. I mean, I think you probably have the most followers out of all of us at this point, right? That's true. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move to another sort of evolution of, of getting folks back to the office. Um, there's been some interesting uh, commercial real estate landlords coming out and studies around. I think what you dubbed it, Chase, or maybe you stole it from somebody, amenity warfare um, and oh, bringing yeah. people back to the office, right? So, 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 you know, one of the things I, is where I hope it doesn't go, and I'll kind of kick things off. You know, one of the things that we saw in Silicon Valley with Google and Facebook and some of those larger companies 
you know, what they did to smaller companies in order to attract talent was over index on like perks and pool tables and ping pong tables and snacks. And I think that hurt overall, uh, you know, the startup community, right? Because you had a bunch of small, small companies that they couldn't keep up. So where do you think this amenity warfare goes? Do you think it's a short term? Um, stunt to bring folks back to the office or is this is this a true shift um in commercial real estate where the amenities within a company will live with the landlord well kevin's a big pong guy so let's we'll start yeah, what do sorry. you think kev well i'm not super into ping pong i'm for the record just i want to be clear about that um but i think uh there's probably going to be some things that uh but even before covid i saw like the amenitization of the workplace, you know, having a trend slowly but steadily working towards uh, childcare being more readily available at the office, you know, even with why do we exist in the first place? Because buildings were amenitizing their spaces, bringing stuff to the office, right? And you saw that trend a little bit more communal focused. I think, uh, like most things that have, have a certain trajectory, there's one event that really shoots it up real high and changes the, uh, the course of it, but for the better. And I think COVID was just that for the immunization of it. I, I think there's probably going to be some flash in the pan types of uh, amenities brought to buildings, but then there's going to be some really long tail things that are just going to happen at your office more often than not. And that was going to be the situation pre-COVID anyway, if that makes sense. Yeah, I think it's here to stay. I think, sure. uh, and I think it was, you're right, it started before COVID and it was kind of seen as like, well, if we're a leader, we have to do it. But I think everyone is going to have to figure out amenity packages that create much more targeted, like commercial real estate has never been incredibly targeted, right? Like when you think about other businesses, there are software businesses that create CRMs just for the healthcare industry, right? Like, you know, you're starting to see with life sciences lab space, obviously there's within the physical building, different requirements of the product. Um, but I think you're going to start to get way more nuanced. The smart operators are going to be way more nuanced about the services that come with physical space for specific types of companies. So like what a tech company like ours needs out of their space is going to look different than a law firm right mm -hmm. and i think the smart operators are going to get um start to be more targeted in what their kind of offerings look like now there's always restraint around location you know you can't ideally you know we would be clustered in a building with you know if we could pick our ideal building it would have commercial real estate and other tech companies in it right like being around an ecosystem of people that we do business with um, would be ideal. That's still difficult because of location, right? Like where you are in a city, what neighborhood, it's hard to, you can kind of get these like mini clusters going, but at the very least, if you have a couple of tech companies and a couple of law firms in a building, how do you have certain services that cater to um, those types, right? And it's always been kind of dictated by class, right? So class A, class B. Um, but I don't, you know, like, I think you're going to see smart operators uh, going much heavier into what services and amenities they provide 
based off of the company type and industry and um not just the the ping pong tables and kind of like the the lightweight bullshit that's fluff right that doesn't ping pong tables don't actually have an impact on my life right whoa whoa listen i hey shocker shocker they did a couple years ago (laughs) there was no ping pong in my life i didn't have a ping pong table growing up but sounds uh, like somebody who was pretty into ping pong before right coming (laughs) from the guy who plays ping pong all the time that's pretty good that's pretty good um I'm curious, Garbage, you were talking more about the nuance and the offering of amenities based on the type of organization within the building. What are some amenities that are going to be pervasive and stalwarts at all of the properties, right? The one that uh, Becca made mention of in our Slack is, or maybe it was Lauren, uh, about childcare, right? How much easier would it be for to have childcare attached to a place you already have to go to every day? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like how, you have to leave early on Mondays for childcare pickup, right? Um, yeah, you know, I was thinking about that. You know, maybe I'll move back to the city. You know, because then I won't have to drive 45 minutes and have the kids in childcare. Um, it certainly makes it certainly makes things easier. Uh, it kind of depends. It kind of depends if you got a routine. I mean, obviously, coming off the last year where childcare and schools were sort of out of session, I think everybody's so super super focused on childcare right now, right? Because they weren't in school, so they were home. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that if that's super lasting. Um, but it's certainly, okay. certainly I'm going against, right now. I'm going against Gomer at I think it's super lasting. Okay. Yeah. I think I think bundling more childcare and schools in a building. Particularly particularly because the pandemic, I shouldn't say that, like where lockdowns have had some of the biggest you know negative impact is um working moms in particular i think have moved left the the workforce in some of the highest numbers so you know you you saw a lot of gains in um you know women in the workplace moving up getting higher level positions and this has put unusually um kind of unequal strain on on women in the workplace so i think that's going to be a focus in order you know to to try to undo some of what we've seen done in the last year. I think that's a big piece. Um, and I think uh, the way I think smart operators are going to start to break this down into like demographics and audience types, right? So you've got your convenience package and it's not strictly for working parents, but when you think about working parents, like I don't have time, Gomer, you don't have time to like do stuff outside of work. Like I don't have, I got, family time and i got work time and that's kind of it just have a ping pong game with kevin we we kick off the week with a 6 a.m ping pong game every monday morning (laughs) (laughs) really resets the head oh my goodness so but you're gonna have things like for for someone like me or anyone who has kids it's like how do you just make my life more convenient like i gotta do all this stuff that I don't have time to do. So I probably don't do it, but like, can you bring the dry cleaning, laundry, childcare, yeah. tax services, health services, like all the I things that a, I think there's an omni channel, but I think there's a digital component to that too. Like, yeah. because there's two, there's two hubs in any individual, right. To make your life easier. There's something around the home and there's something around the office, but if you know, the perk and a bright horizons outpost in an office might not satisfy everybody. 
but something like a care.com solution or a strict partnership with somebody that can provide other types of care that's tied to the building that makes it easier for pick up and drop off sort of around both. Um, I think it's a good way to think about it. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I mean, so you've got like people that are busy. You're going to have the executive suite that's looking for platinum luxury, much more higher end type experience. And then you're going to have working perfect, like the young, the yo pros, you know, the uh, 20 something. Yeah. You know, the 20 somethings that are looking for professional development from a career standpoint and then social. So, you know, Kev's crew just, for the ping pong tourney. Right. Just yeah. ripping Brandy Pete's after work. Mm-hmm. God, those are the days. <laughs> Brandy Pete's. I hope that place is still around. It uh, is. Yeah. Oh, wait, what's Brandy Pete's? It's a great spot and great lo- business lunch spot in Boston. Yep. Business hmm. drinks. Yeah. It's hmm. kind of near PO Square. Oh, cool, 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 cool. Coming from the guy who's not a deal. Probably man. not going to go there. <laughs> Probably not going to get in anyways. You know. <laughs> doesn't really matter um all the amenitization we're really talking about is um hyper focused on the individual making their life part of work easier right uh child care greg you were talking about dry cleaning um what what is what this easy guys? looking like this every day you think this is easy kevin <laughs> I'm, sure it is. It, I'm sure it is i'm sure it is uh what do you think um i was talking to my neighbor who works at bxp uh and he was talking about awesome what properties. Services, yeah, what services that they're thinking about offering to tenant organizations um, as a differentiator in market. And this this is kind of independent of uh, COVID yeah. or anything like that, or the Lord to get people back in. But there's such an opportunity for landowners to offer different services to tenant organizations. Get the yeah, I think we, you know we talked some of that. So, Boston Properties, you know, they do a pretty good job with their flex solutions. I, I think the best thing to do around a tenant is is uh, the tenant organization is flexibility, um, but also there is a, a ton of convenience around the space. Right, we're expecting just through some of the surveys and markets a flurry of activity as folks and companies retrofit their offices. Right, so they move away from kind of the one to one employee to desk ratio, and they get more collaboration space, and they get more. Um, you know, meeting space. So, you know, what 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 can landlords do there? I mean, that that's really what makes under, what makes under it easy. like a build out company, right? Like, right. Go go. Um, Even the it. IT infrastructure side too. Yeah, but you, you know, and then flexible under leases, that service. That's where it's at. Under that yeah. service, back to the tenant organizations. Hey, we've yeah. got a deal with build out company X. You get fifteen percent off if you go through us for your build out because you used to have sixty people in one floor. Now you're going to need uh, 30 people on that one floor and we'll spread it out differently, right? Like everyone's going to need that service. Yeah. yeah. I, I think you're going to see, and I've been hearing more of this in New York where they tend to be out front as is, um, a lot of health services. So you think about like company Virtue Dent that brings your building, you've got 2020 eye care, you've got, um, I, I actually was talking to somebody who mentioned they were bringing um, uh, somebody who does Botox to a building, which seems crazy. Um, I was thinking about getting it like in general, you guys can yeah, see. I actually it. heard it from someone saying you did get it. Yeah. No, yeah. But do you see, like you can see the, the so on zoom, you can see the, right, well, the I, wrinkles. I in my figured that's why you had your camera. Halfway. <laughs> <laughs> He's got a Botox got... job. <laughs> <on his laughs> He's really proud of his forehead. 
Um, <laughs> Botox is super hot right now in the commercial real estate space. I but I think like bringing health and wellness services, everyone's been kind of focused on fitness, but I think a lot of it's going to be like personal care, things like that. You're going to start to bring vaccination right. into the building. Plastic I've surgery. heard a lot of people bringing vaccination, testing, things like <laughs> plastic surgery. Um, so I think that that's going to be a big trend. And then um, some groups that I think I've been really impressed with have been talking about like speaker series and like really good kind of content and programming around like professional development where um, I think there's an an added draw to doing that at the building level versus just purely in-house at a company because inherently if you have some compelling speaker or something like that come in, you know, I think some of the most beneficial ones we've done at HQ is when it's somebody from outside the company. So if you add in also getting to know people outside your company at the building level, it kind of fosters you know, a greater kind of networking sense of community for people in the building. So I've been hearing some interesting stuff on that. I think one of the most um, focused on, but like I think people cheapen it with regards to food and bev, like really good food and beverage like in terms of like coffee and lunch offerings and things like that is a major differentiator from home obviously gomer here is like a chef who probably just makes mm-hmm. himself nice stuff all day and makes like lattes and <laughs> stuff like that but i don't have time to do that so <laughs> like the draw yeah, from really home, i just i just cook all day yeah, yeah. <laughs> But you're like a master chef, you know? Like, yeah. I don't know. Oh, this is yeah. great. Everybody's going to think that. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. But like, I, I don't have, I think like it, it seems some people, I think undervalue it, but it's yeah. a huge draw for people to get up and get out of their house. Like really good food and beverage is and something that you can get at home. Sweet green. Not that, you know, they don't do a good job, but they're the only place open by our office right now. Yeah, that is. Um, so let's keep the lightning going because like without yeah, I gotta go. Yeah. Let's keep the lightning going. So um Kev, you you know, let's go back to return to office. I had an interesting conversation about a guy that completely flip-flopped the other day. I asked him about his return to office plans, and he was like, Our company has absolutely perfected working from home. And I was like, Awesome. Get like here. What, what did you do? And he's like, Oh, the, all the people that have been here for like five to ten years, like we're in our group, whatever. And I was like, well, What about new hires? Have you scaled the company? He's like, No, we're in complete layoffs. We tried to hire people remote and it failed miserably. I'm like, so, so you, so you, <laughs> yeah, so you have it. it yeah. So you have it perfected. He's like, oh, no. Yeah. If layoffs means being in a group, that's so, like, yeah. Yeah. So, he, so, he, so the point of the story was, so he completely flip-flopped because in the end of the conversation, he's like, you know, we have to get back to the office. So, Kev, you're over under. This was a couple of weeks ago. Oh, yeah. We were talking about companies return uh, to office, right? Yeah. You're over under. I mean, you, you completely missed the ball on this one, Kev, because what do we have? Facebook coming out. Uh, we have, hey, you, you guys know, were both like December 2022, <laughs> and I was like viciously under December 2021. <laughs> yeah, and then Facebook right. last week said it. I didn't even think it was going to be that fast, frankly. But yeah, of course. So, so major companies are starting to turn, and you're starting to see. Have, have you guys seen Amazon? So, Amazon, have you seen their new building design? Yeah, it's they're ridiculous. New, but more, yeah, it looks like, like a, a like a like a drill bit almost to the yeah. sky, <laughs> which is hot right now. But anyways, more importantly, Kev, I think but we what, do have to. Well, Facebook announcement was that they're fully committed to bringing people back in person. It hurts innovation, right? Like I'm just <laughs> firsthand, firsthand. Uh, last week, I was talking to a salesperson 
who I wouldn't have crossed over with during uh, over Zoom or whatever. He's like, man, I'm really having a tough time with this one customer about mobile access. And uh, I was like, yo, just get me on a call with them 30 minutes. That like interaction, and we'll probably, we got the call later this week. Uh, that interaction where I'm helping out a teammate on something I know doesn't happen unless we've got water cooler uh, passing by one another. And I was reading on how Apple designs their headquarters out in Cupertino. It's all one big circle, right? And uh, it's designed for every pod to be about seven minutes walk to the cafeteria, right? So oh, that you have because they're thirsty, pass. yeah, water yeah. cooler. Yeah, you have to pass. You have to pass. Uh, innovation happens where people from different silos of the business interact, right? Yeah. Oh, wow, that's an interesting bit of information. Let me go take and run with this and design something for it. You know, like. Uh, it just doesn't happen remote. Any company that prides themselves on building new products and doing so aggressively is going to have an in-person component. I just don't see how innovative companies can innovate remotely. Yeah, it's not. I just it's so crazy to me, and this is one of the things that it's fascinating with the Facebook announcement is how they they're so willing to come out thirty days into the pandemic last year, being like boom, we're a leader in remote. And just like they never said it the other day, we are committed to in-person. And I guess, I mean, as the old, the old saying from our last company, the internet forgets. Oh yeah, like, yeah totally. I guess, I guess I'm the only one keeping track because I was like, I can't believe they're just switching up the messaging like this, but the internet forgets. I, I bet most people don't remember Zuckerberg's diatribe. He wrote that like thousand word posts on Facebook about know remote work and we're going to be tapping into town pools all over blah 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 but i've had uh two or three conversations with companies that did something similar where they were kind of pumping pumping the remote situation and now they're doing the polar opposite so i think it takes the it takes a leader in some whether it's facebook or somebody coming out and saying we're back and it is going to you're going to kind of have a wave and a push uh, that I think we'll start to see. So McCarthy, I think he, I think maybe you won the over under. Oh, sure. Yeah. I think we need a few more to start tipping. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I mean, it's I'll early, early for indication. I'll ping early pong indication. You for it right now. Ping pong for it. <laughs> well, yeah. yeah. I'll ping pong you for it. Yeah. That you, you, say, pong it. you pong it. Um, yeah. Play yeah. ping pong. Yeah. So you see, kind of, yeah. Yeah. All right. You might've won this round. I definitely did. But whatever you need to tell yourself uh, to prevent me from winning it. No, we need to see more of a tip. I mean, I think... Sure, um, sure, sure. I think you're starting to see... We've been working together for, what, 15 years? You know, you still need to see just a little bit more, though. That's nice. nice. (laughs) (laughs) Facebook is one. Zuck doesn't rule all. I'm guessing Uh, with the Texas announcement, you'll hear from... I was going to say, Texas and Mississippi, we'll see what happens there. Right. Texas is open for business. I'm sure you'll start yeah. to hear some groups in Texas bring people. Although I think it's more the the companies that are in states that have harder lockdowns are the ones that are a little bit more public about remote policy. So I'm hmm. actually not sure companies in Texas you're going to hear from saying we're back because they are going to get cool. Yeah. We never said we were leaving to be, you know, we didn't take these kind of grandstands on, you know, the future of remote and stuff like that. So, um, I think it'll quietly just. Rec- uh, it looked like a 
banger of a line too. I know he was going to absolute drop yeah. some serious yeah. knowledge and yeah. then boom, the end. you know, for all that talk about Florida, right. Being such a hot environment, everybody yeah. go down to Miami, their infrastructure stinks. This guy like zero, zero hotspots. Zero. Oh hot my spots. God. What a way to end the show. <laughs> this is actually great. We can just end it without him. And this is also why remote work isn't going to work. Because here we are on a Zoom call trying to do some remote work and it doesn't even work. And he's just yeah. sitting there frozen. Yeah. So, I'm in. Let's bring it back. What, remote or bring it back to the office? Bring it back to the end. Now he's gone. Bring it back to the people. All right, Kev, final parting words. He's gone. He's off the show for now. So we got to come up with a new title, catchphrase, new host. Kid can't even work remote. Whoa, whoa. Give me a final. Give me your, give me your parting words. For today's lightning round, um, I would which I don't think was very lightning. We talked about one topic because we got completely yeah. derailed. <laughs> it was more of a thunderstorm. There, I we're iterating. We're iterating. Things will start to get better as we go. We're bringing in more production value. We're bringing in some yeah. extra help. You know, so we're getting better. I would love to see um, uh, landowners or building owners bundle more um, physical components of the building, not just the space, but the fact that this building or Comcast has, you know, there's, let's say there's 10 different companies in this building that Comcast is selling to 10 groups equally, right? They mm. should, the, the landlord should bundle that and make that a service, plug and play, and then security your You're own. saying that because the internet stinks here? No, no, no. Um, no, not particularly, but right, uh, just it, it came up, it just came up in like, it comes up in mobile oh, access yeah. all the time, right? Like, the reader that we have in the elevator to get into the building is HID. And then there's 10 different reader organizations at right. each of the floors, right? If that could be bundled and offered as a service that the uh, tenant can use or not use, um, you'd have to like think about the security implications. But it seems ridiculous that there's 11 contracts for cable into the building and not one that's segmented. So that's my part in thought. But what's yours? Mic drop. I'm going to let you go. That's it. I'm done. I can't top that. Fantastic. Okay. <laughs> Excellent. That's it. That's it for the show. 